0: I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. I am joined by the wonderful Hallie Warner. Hallie, it's wonderful to hear your voice this morning. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I see I skipped that good morning because I know how that know. for everything in there. Uh, even though we always do these in the morning, it is a good morning. It's just like a late blessing for everything. But I'm super excited for today's topic. Um, and, you know, you you kind of jumped into this and said, hey, I think we should really cover this. And I love covering questions that we have in real life. And so, Hallie, why don't you walk us through what we're going to be jumping into today?
1: Yeah, this is a question I have. <laughs> so I'm excited for this podcast. So we were on a training for Project U a couple of weeks ago, and one of our participants had was just sharing their experience, and it was really really cool because he was talking about how in the past he had been um, he's kind of a people pleaser, and he'd been very motivated throughout his life by pleasing others, and that dictated a lot of his decisions. However, it also got him to a certain degree to where he is. Um, he's successful, and he has a beautiful life and a beautiful family. And so that motivation also served him to a certain degree. So he was talking about how he's really been working on letting that go, that people pleasing go and, and has been quite successful at letting, letting go of that. And so for me, it sparked this question of, okay, he's motivated by pleasing people. There's lots of people out there who are motivated by making money or they're motivated by serving people through, um, a nonprofit, they're motivated by it's, I was gonna say, make, making money in order to travel, right? Like people may be motivated by travel or they're motivated by freedom, or everybody has this different motivation that drives their decisions or drives their behavior in theory. Um, but yet we're also taught to let go of a lot of those things. And so when you get to a point where you have let go, then what is actually motivating you to live?
0: That's, a that's my question. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful question, and there's a lot to unpack there, so keep asking the questions as they come up, Hallie. Um, one of the, the things is that, depending on where you are in your life, you shouldn't try to actually even get rid of your motivation, whether that's to go make money, to make a career, to whatever it is that you're going after. Um, if at some point, when there's an orientation that comes in that points you in a different direction, then um, that's when you can really start to grasp it. But if you're, if you're trying to force the change um, it's, it's not going to actually, it's, it's not going to happen. You're going to just going to end up um, in a, in a place where you are um, you're suffering because you're just going to be in, in, in multiple states. So if there's something that's motivating you, for instance, like when I was first started in business, I was not in the spiritual stability to be able to hear a lot of these conversations. So if I would have heard them, I would have said, dude, I'm gonna go out and make some money. Right. Like, so it's like, especially right. even when you're 20s and the same thing, like I like I, I worked seven days a week. I really enjoyed working seven days a week, 10, 12 hour days. Right. I enjoyed doing that. So the season of your life and it changes for everybody it can be it can be when you're 10, you have more of a new orientation in your life or it can be when you're, you know, on your deathbed or it can be anywhere in between. Right. But thing- what
1: was motivating you? To work those seven days. Well, it's an
0: external motivation. So motivation is like a warm bath, right? It feels good for a few minutes. The minute you get out, you're freezing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what motivation is. So motivation is an external kind of stimulus, and it just allows you to um, repurpose yourself to go after something external because you think it's going to give you the feeling that you need, right? And so you get motivated. But motiv- not everybody is motivated by an external. Hold on, external uh, thing. Well motivation in itself like the motivate so give me an example of how it wouldn't be external. Sure.
1: Um, freedom. Some people are motivated by love. some people are motivated by connection. Some people are motivated by um, giving.
0: Yeah I, I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't think most people when they say I'm motivated for love, I don't think I've ever really heard that before. Um, I think (laughs) you're putting that in there. I think people come from love. They they come from contribution. They come to service. And those are absolutely true. And we'll talk about those. But usually when you hear motivation, it's motivated to go do something. It's going to go. It's something that something is typically external, like to go build a career. I'm motivated for money. I'm motivated to a certain status in my life. I'm motivated for um, a Certain job title, motivated for a certain car, or some external thing. So, typically,
1: well, and I think like to provide for your
0: family. Yeah, motivated. Yes, that can be mm-hmm. it too. Um, a motivated even, yeah, even then, like I, I, that motivation for the family, um, I get where that's coming from, but let me hit that in a little bit. But most of the time okay, when you okay. hear motivation, it's about tying something externally. And so it kind of depends on where you're at. And I, and I, and I totally get it. And so it's like, you're motivated to go to something that feels really good. You have the impulse. There's a couple things that you can kind of figure out along the way. If the motivation turns out to be a means to an end, it's not real motivation. Let I me mean, just pause there for a second. Can you mo- say that again? Yes, if the motivation turns out to be a means to an end, it's not true motivation. That is the ego, that is the story, that is a self uh, identification with a constructive amount of words and images that you have about some future event that's going to make you feel good. That that motivation if it's a means to an end. Meaning that like I just need to get here to provide to my family. I just need to get here to get this love. And then once you get there, there's a new motivation. And then there's a new motivation to do something different and so if there's if mo- yes if there's that type of motivation what is more of a um it's more ego based and it is ego based because it's a means to an end if there's any stress related to that as well too i'm not saying challenges i'm saying stress related to it that it doesn't work out a certain way then that is ego based in itself this is a deeper conversation but this is really the 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 ability to kind of understand motivation at its level. And so, well, okay, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say,
1: um, you know, I love definitions. So the definition of motivation is, I mean, there's a couple different ones, but they're all saying the same thing. It's the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. It's the driving force behind human action. It's the reason one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. So, motivation is subjective and it's cha- it can change like you were just talking about it's it's like always in flow depending on where someone is in their life right
0: yeah. I mean, I, I would, I get a hundred percent what you're saying there and the motivation, I think typically motivation is, ter- is is external and I would just, I would have people just play with this. Really what I look at this is in the Vedic's talk about the three modalities and I've heard Eckhart Tolle reference this as well too. There's three kind of different modalities of life of how you're living from. Um, and The first one is acceptance, right? And that's where you can just accept anything. And a lot of virtually many human beings are not accepting something in their life right now. They can be accepting their current weight. They could be accepting their current current financial situation, their current job, they could accept their, where their parents are at, um, physically, there's something that they're fighting and therefore it's causing conflict and that can spur motivation. But the motivation is false in itself because it comes from some sort of suffering that's there. And I'll get to the other things of how we can get to it. So that is the first of acceptance of it. You, and, and what people typically do is they're actually accept what they think they're accepting. They're accepting a story or a narration that the mind creates to make it sound better. And then they go, oh, I accept that story that the mind comes up with instead of actually accepting life. And that's why you keep see people fighting almost in the same situation. They don't say it like that. It's just you can, when they open up to you, that's what they're fighting. They're fighting against something that's actually happening right now, right? Like, oh man, it's like they're complaining about the weather, like, but you can't, you can just accept it. And that's a simple example. So the first modality that you can have, that you have in your life is just pure acceptance. We're going to get to motivation in a second. Yeah. Go ahead. So what what
1: do, can you just tell me? What do the, the three modalities mean? You mean there are three ways of being, can you explain what the modalities
0: are? Yeah. There's just three ways of knowing that you're living from pure authenticity instead of from the ego, from the self. Uh, okay. Three ways of knowing your, that you're, that you're aligned with, you're aligning your personality with nature's personality. You're aligning Aligning. your true self with nature's true self. Your heartbeat matches nature's heartbeat, right? Those are four or five ways you can say it. So that's what the modalities are of way you're living through that. And the first one is pure acceptance because there's a lot of things in our life that we may not be happy about. Remember, happiness and pleasure are all external events too. Pleasure is something that happens to us, right? Happiness is an external fleeting event. You can be happy, you can be sad in the lightning of a second, right? But acceptance can always be there. It's the back Mm ground noise that things arise in. Motivation is that same type of way. It comes and goes in different waves based on stories that you're creating for it. Instead of living truly from that authentic self where you've matched your personality with nature's personality. And that's the first one is acceptance. And that's where people need to work on a lot is just accepting where they are. Because, and again, I just want to throw this out there because people get stuck here, which where they do not accept What they're truly accepting is they're accepting the mind's commentary about some event. Just watch that and you just, as you watch it and pay more attention to it, you realize how much you're actually addicted to listening and and to the narration of the actual events happening. But the thing is that what the mind's telling you isn't true. It doesn't actually produce an actual reality of what's actually happening. It creates a new plausible way of doing it and you buy into it. Then you accept that buy-in of what the mind narrated, the events that are actually happening. And that's what causes conflict and suffering because it's not real. It's like, it doesn't exist unless you're thinking about it. The self or the ego only exists when you think about it. So Therefore, it's a self-induced reaction to anything. If you think, if you stop for a second and don't think about yourself, it doesn't exist. It's like a mirage in the desert, right? It exists in real for somebody who sees it, but it's not really real. That's why neuroscience can't point to it. It's just not there. It's only there when you think about it. If you know, that's why people talk about acceptance is really accepting the moment to take you out of the narration of the mind in itself, you out of the, the, the constant stream of listening to your mind or the thoughts or that are, that have been put together that you're paying attention to, to bring you to the present moment. And in that present moment, that's where you start to lean into the second modality, which is joy or the third modality, which is enthusiasm. The first one is acceptance. And as you start accepting more in life, you're actually going to be pulled into, and it sometimes can lead into joy, right? And that, and, and really, really start to accept where you are in any aspect of it, not accept the narration. I'm just going to say it again, but you start to accept it. That can leak into joy. There's like, how do you know the, how do you know where's the line between sadness and happiness? It just kind of leaks into each other, right? How do you know where's the line between white and black, right? Uh, It just starts to leak into it. Where's the, the separation between two rooms in your house? It just leaks together, right? It's the same thing here. Once you start accepting, you actually start bubbling up inside and you start creating this this joy for life. And that can be referred to as the flow state, that can be the blissful state, that can be, you see it in sports a lot. I've used the analogy about skiing before when you start using your mind to try to do something different, you can get in the way of that. So you start to get into this kind of joy state that's there. And as that joy state starts to be arised in there, you start to feel this rush, right? And that's what starts coming up and that's the natural state. You start to fall in alignment with your personality, with nature's alignment uh, for what your, your daughter, karma is or for why you're here, right? That starts to match up for itself. As you start to work through joy, that can lead to the enthusiasm, which is much more of the creative side. That's where you can be enthused to work for 20 hours in a day. That can be enthused when you're just, when you're playing with your kids for 20 hours, if that's the that's enthusiasm, the creativity. You see that with kids. They just build forts or play with a box or do whatever they're doing. They're just enthused with that moment because they're actually in it, right? So as you start to accept things, which is the first place people need to really be, that leaks into this joy, right? And joy can leak into this enthusiasm enthusiasm where the creation comes from, which is where you can, where you can really drive. If you want to use the word motivate, that's where that motivation can come through, but it's really, it's enthusiasm that shows up there. And people i have asked, they said, well, if I'm just feeling like these, this joy and peace in my life, then why would I get out of bed? Because I go, have you ever felt true enthusiasm? And they go, yeah, I have. I go, well, like think about that enthusiasm you felt when you felt that enthusiasm. Did you want to lie in bed? And they go, no, that wasn't motivation by the way. You may refer to it as motivation because that's how you're laying it out. But real enthusiasm feels completely different than motivation. Enthusiasm is just this this ton of energy that you can just keep going and creative sparks and juices fly. It doesn't mean that there are not, um, it doesn't mean that they're not, uh, challenges in life it doesn't because of course there are we're in business we're human we're dealing with this there are going to be but this enthusiasm is what will really drive people and so the acceptance needs to happen which leads to joy that drives people that's where you're going to feel this that's where the authenticity will come from motivation to me is where you start to, you try to go to some external event and you try to motivate yourself to get there. And you may be even be motivated to go do something like to, for my example, like to go make money, but it was the motivation to go make money was falsely driven. It was about trying to get power or prestige. And if you really break that down to some level, it usually always comes back to the motivation was trying to support the ego in some way. Whereas acceptance, does not support the ego or the self joy does not support the ego in itself and enthusiasm does not because they're all in the present moment. They're all having the direct experience with life. You take that flow state or the bliss state, whether that could be writing, you could be reading, you could be playing with your kids. You could be doing sports. When you're in that bliss state, you're not thinking. You're not thinking about it. You're just, you're in it and just acting and interacting with it. because like that's the only way you can do it. It's like when you're practicing the piano, the only way you can practice the piano is you can't read about it. You can read about it, but the only way to get better at it is to literally be in the present moment playing the piano. And that's where it comes from. So motivation in itself, when you start to let go of things, you do start to feel, you can feel a lack of motivation, but that instantaneously gets wiped away with this joy and enthusiasm that starts showing up in your life. That will that will trump any type of feeling of motivation that you've ever had in your entire life, because it's it's the alignment of life, and that is if you were, if you felt motivated to do something, think about it as like a half a percent on a scale of a million. And if you start tapping into the joy and enthusiasm that we're referring to, these higher states that you can tap into, you'd be a million times more motivated, if you will, operating from one of those three modalities. And as you start bringing that into your life, you'll start to experience a richness and texture to it that is beyond comprehension, beyond the words that people can describe. Because if you can describe them, they're not real. If you can feel them, they are real. And so that's what starts to, that's those modalities really start to bring out that type of motivation that you're referring to. And so as people let that go, there's this scariness of like, if I let this go, then how am I going to service my family? I get that that's the the intellect side of saying, I need to make money for my family. or I need to contribute. Or, I need to do these different things. But if you're doing that in a sense to build yourself up or any type of supporting the ego or supporting of the self, then that's always going to, there's a tax to be paid on that at some point in your life. And that's why it comes crashing down. You always have to protect it. You always have to be a mother for life. You have to, whatever it is that you have to do, those things will show up. And so the real important thing here is to understand that as you start to let go in your spiritual practice, your inner work that you're doing, there could be, there's, there can be this shift to go, well, what's going to happen to like, I was, I was doing this, this business thing. And that's, that's the fear of the ego because it starts to recognize that it's, that it's, that it could be gone because when you're not, when you're not feeding it with thoughts, feeding it with images, feeding it with collections of things, then it can't be sustained because when you don't think about it, it does not exist. And so it needs you to think about it. And so what it does is it uses this whole thing called motivation to get you to buy into what it wants you to buy into. And as people buy into it, it's got you under a stranglehold, causing the problem and giving you this motivation to actually go do it. And so I'm just using those different words, but that's what happens in this process. And so if you really are looking at how do you align your authentic self and if you, if you think about even in times how you can, I know you can think of this too, when you're really in your creative mode, it's not motivation. You may, you may intellectually call it that, but it feels different. And I think people know that difference when they get out of your left side of your brain and go to more to that, the spatial side, the right side, where you can like that creative enthusiasm, emotion feels different. Just like irritation feels different than anger. There's still like a, like a, like a negative emotion, if you will, like irritation can be different than anger, just like jealousy can be different than anger. They're kind of on the same thread. The, the joy and enthusiasms feel different than motivation, even though externally it may look the same. It's the part of you that's driving you is going to be different. I got a couple of questions for you, I, and perhaps a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. So,
1: my first question is: I don't quite understand what's the difference between joy and, and enthusiasm. They seem, the way you were describing them, they seem as if they're the same thing. What is the actual difference between those two modalities?
0: Well, joy is more of a a state where you're you're in that flow right you're you're and you can be in flow with with uh, enthusiasm but enthusiasm is more think of it as creative where your creative juices are coming into play like your joy you're... is
1: a state of being enthusiasm is is action yes exactly
0: joy is that st- thank you for saying it that way joy is that way of just kind of being like you have this joy in your life it's not cr- it's not necessarily sparking action it can but it's not necessarily enthusiasm is more of the creation part right where you're just enthused to go write this book right or you're just enthused to go out there and, and go skiing or whatever it is, or for a walk or whatever it is, it just you're in alignment with it, right? It's just it's yeah. there, yeah. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just for my, you know, I you, I'm a left brain thinker, so I want to be able to Absolutely. categorize these things. And so for me, for the way you're explaining it, is joy is more of that feeling. It's again, it's a state of being. And enthusiasm is while that is also a feeling, it is more of a, a driver. It's an action based. It's it. it and then my, this is my challenge: if that is in fact enthusiasm is um, is kind of like what is dri- will drive somebody to go be creative or go take that action, isn't enthusiasm in and of itself a motivation?
0: Well, what is what? Let me ask you a question: When's the last time you said you've been enthused? Can you remember that? Either do you remember that?
1: Um, that is not a word that I would use ever. Okay. <laughs> um, I might say I'm excited. That might be the word that I would use instead of enthused.
0: And so when you say you're excited, would you say I'm motivated?
1: Um, no, because excited is, it, yeah, that's, that's a great way of thinking about it because excited is the feeling, which then motivates me to take action, but I don't have to link the two in my mind. I just go do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. We're saying the same thing. You know, I just like to pick apart all of the oh, different words and for the sure. different, yeah. different things. But, um, yes, I think I'm totally with you. And then that actually loops it back to my original question, which was, okay. If I can't pinpoint the exact thing that's motivating me money, um, I need to increase my net worth. Um, I need to make sure I can do, you know, my house renovation or whatever, whatever, right. Those are my specific motivators or drives for why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Um, when I let go of all of that, I'm left with this acceptance, the state of being, and then that then enables me to take action in the right direction. That is in alignment with who I am.
0: Yes. Okay. And doesn't it, doesn't it feel more authentic when you're in there? Yeah. I mean, I've felt, I feel that uh, I've particularly
1: felt that in the past couple of years, but more recently, really the past 12 to 18 months It's I, I do feel like I'm, and I can see little glimpses of where I actually need to be moving to be even more aligned with that. I'm just not ready yet.
0: Yeah. And I actually haven't, I, I think in the beginning of our career, if I think about this, we, you and I probably use the word motivate a lot more. And I yes. think now oh, we no, no longer use that word motivation nearly as much. Because it's, it's really, again, and, and you can use it if you're saying it in the same context we are. My Our whole point of doing this together is to kind of show people that typically what's motivating somebody is an, is the ego trying to present an offer to you that you know that you're going to accept. For instance, if you use something to a means to an end, like you're motivated to get to $50,000 in income, great. Once you get there, how long do you actually stay there? Or are you motivated to get more money? <laughs>
1: right? Well. Oh, I don't know if this is, goes along with what you're saying, but I actually think that we don't really talk about goals as much as we used to either, which I think is really interesting. And even, um, when I was setting goals for the year ahead, right. It was almost like, like I knew what I wanted, but it wasn't this huge striving or, um, needing like yeah, it it was just like, this is already what I'm doing. Yes, And I know this is going to happen. This is going to happen because this is just the way it is. It isn't like this, um, striving to achieve this specific thing. I I don't know if that
0: makes sense. It does. And, And just so people listening and if you guys know Hallie at all, that's not a lackadaisical or laziness comment, by the way, it's got nothing to do with it, but people. That's when people initially go like, "So what do you do? Just kind of lay around, like just let life to just kind of just do its thing, and you just don't do anything, right?" That's people naturally go there. Even in project doing these people, that's like we kind of have that joke where people throw their hands up like, "What do I do? Just hit, stay around?" No, 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 because you, because you're having joy and because you're enthused, you actually see the direction you need to go. It's very clear to you. And Then when you I was gonna
1: say, and don't we accompl, Don't we somehow? It's like miraculously we're accomplishing way more, way more than yes we have in your and I mean thinking about myself, like I yeah. just accomplishing more than I have in years past because I just am in that flow that in that joy state. Yeah. And because, or dare I say enthusiasm <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're because you're not actually Um, motivated by this talking voice in your head that you have now, which is what virtually 99% of people are doing. They hear that voice and the voice tells them you need to go do this in order to be happy. And that's the offer that I refer to. I mentioned that to you the other day and you said, can you explain it to me more? I'm kind of explaining it now. There's these offers from life when you're on your journey to more joy, more peace, right? Less suffering. There's going to be all these offers from the mind. And that's just how you want to see it. it is literally comes in the mind says you need to go do this, get a dog, do that, any of those things. If it's coming from that way, that's what I think about as like the spoiled motivation, right? When it comes from like deeper part of you, i.e. not the mind, it's a whole body experience and it moves you differently. It's a different. Mm-hmm. In, in words, by the way, can't describe it. That's why, you know, if if words can describe what you're doing, you're not experiencing life. And if you're actually experiencing life, you can't describe what with words what it is. <laughs> That's the the old um, proverb that, that Buddhists use a lot, right? And that's just really what it is, is, is when you're, when you can describe it so clearly, it's only because the left side of your brain, which is all about language and we're addicted to language and characterizations and judgments and groups over there can explain it in a way that makes it object consciousness. And so it focuses you on an object instead of focuses you on the actual natural authenticity of what you're doing. Then the object starts to happen. And that's where mm-hmm. people get lost from is because they keep listening to the offers constantly, over and over again, every second. Just just stop for this day. When you're listening to this on this Tuesday, or whatever day it is, you're listening to it. Watch how many offers. The mind tries to get you to take just so it can be in control because understand that the mind cannot sustain itself without you paying attention to it. So what it does is it goes and presents all these offers to you and it knows what to do because you've bought into them for 30, 40, 50 years. It knows every little secret.
1: (laughs) Are offers the same, that's word still trips me up a little bit. It's the same as distractions. Yes. yes?
0: Yeah. It's like, a, okay. d- you know, yeah, you can use the word distraction or offers or, or just trying to get you to look at some future event that is going to tell you, well, Hey, you know, if, if you just go get this money or this job over here, then you're going to feel really good. And it's, it's telling you that and you're going, yeah, I will. Thank you so much. The problem is the only reason why you don't feel good right now is because of the mind. <laughs> it's literally, it's trying to find the solution because it's the problem. And so as it starts to do that, you literally are buying into it. It's like, I heard Michael Singer once say, it's like, he's like, it's like the mind's got you in a headlock and it's squeezing you. So you can't breathe. And all of a sudden you go and the mind goes, well, let me show you how good of a friend I am. And it loosens up a little bit and you go, Oh, thank you so much for loosening up. I can finally (laughs) breathe. And you're going, it's the only thing that's, it's It's strangling you. And that's the reason why you can't breathe. And that's the whole reason why we always say you're in your own way. And that's another way of saying it, that maybe the the language side of your mind can grasp on to that's what it's doing mm-hmm. and that's what the mind is doing and that's why it uses this this motivation which is just as energy to say go get motivated to go do that and i even use this episode even with 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 training for ironmans when that, that is, when the the natural wanting to do an ironman because i wanted the experience started rubbing off and i started getting very competitive it started to become a motivation to go do these things that was external And that's when I said, I've got to stop this (laughs) because it's actually becoming an egoic problem. And I'm, and I'm only doing this right now and having the motivation because the mind will motivate you. Like there's no, mm-hmm. no way Like it'll motivate you to do whatever it needs to do. Right. It's in control and it needs to be in control, especially the left side of the brain. And so that's what I'll tell you to do is, and it got me so on there that I, you know, I'd sit on my bike for seven hours. Right. I mean, and I look back and that. I'm like, man, that was, that was in the beginning. It was an experience that I wanted to do and it was amazing. And I loved it. And I still do. I still love it. And I still exercise a ton, but I'm no longer doing it to fulfill an ego. I'm doing it to fulfill a natural byproduct because I love using my body. Right. I just love and it doesn't matter what I'm doing anymore or how I don't regulate it as much. I don't watch the numbers as much. And sometimes I go fast. Sometimes I go really slow and it just, it's not bothering me either way. And in fact, sometimes when I came and get to exercise, I'm letting go of the fact of needing to exercise from the status of needing to fulfill a certain level from the ego of trying to control that too. So it's just another example, but we see this mm-hmm. in business a lot. It doesn't, again, I'm much more concerned about how we do what we do than what we actually accomplish. And that's because you can, I heard Michael Phelps talk about this, by the way, in this podcast, whereas people know, I mean, I think this is a great example of sports. He said, if I had, if I had known what I know, then I probably wouldn't have won any gold medals. And he goes on to explain, because he said my motivation, if you will, was power status. Mm, So it drove me. And yes, I was an incredible athlete in doing different things, but I was doing it for a different reason, which is why he then tried to go kill himself. Right. I mean, he's been open about that whole depression standpoint. And he came back from the Olympics in 2004, I think is what it was when he first had his major bout of depression. And then later on, it was in 2016 or 17. He literally tried to kill himself. And he's openly talking so, about it. And he goes and he says, if I knew what I knew, then I probably wouldn't have won gold medals. I mean, how much more powerful can that be?
1: Right. So he was not doing any of it from that joy and enthusiasm. It was from pure, like you said, power ego.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm using some of those words. I think it could have been like people expected him to do that. He was trained that he was good at swimming or I mean, amazing right. at swimming,
1: people pleasing, yeah, or people
0: pleasing money, all, the, all, all the, things, yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was motivating Motivated him to do that. And that's why, and that's why I said motive and it, motivation works. There's no question, but that's why people feel that they're going to lose their motivation to do anything because they feel they're going to lose that part of them. But what you don't realize is it gets replaced with joy and enthusiasm that takes your life in a comp- completely different level that people really are, are, are striving to experience, but they can't stop letting go of motivation first of the external service of the ego to actually experience what's inside. <laughs> it's like well, in Buddha, I they always say, know. yeah, they always say you're already a Buddha. You just don't know it, right? You're already a Buddha. Yeah. It means you're already awake, but just let go of the part of you. That's that you're preventing yourself from being awake and you will become awake.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we want to use the word motivation here, but to me, just the way I need to connect it in my mind is that the joy and enthusiasm become the motivation.
0: Yeah, yeah. If that's the way you want to connect, that's perfectly fine. But it's it's the nothing. I I think about the motivation. I see the motivation as the action that's being taken. Can we agree on that? Motivation is actually the reason
1: that someone takes an action. So to me, that then. The reason might be money. The reason might be people-pleasing. But eventually, when you let go and get into these three modalities, the reason becomes joy and enthusiasm. That's how I interpret it.
0: Exactly. And the actions look the same you may still be seeing something out there or different depending
1: depending on where you get pulled with your joy and
0: enthusiasm, which is why spirituality or inner growth is not about um, changing what you do. It's about changing what part of you is doing it and then seeing how that shows up in life.
1: Right. And it, and it could be, you might do the exact same thing or you might do something different, but you won't know until you let go. Exactly. That's exactly, which is the scary
0: part. Yes. And that's the part that nobody (laughs) wants to go through. Because they, they, no. it served them too. And it does. It does serve you. I mean, it served me to make money, right? It served me into this yeah. position. That's why I can't say like, you know, should, would you go back and, and not be motivated by, by money or Michael Phelps not be motivated to do the... No, you can't say that. That was all part of your experience. Right. Mm -hmm, It's almost like you needed to experience that in order. And that's why um, I've heard this many times before that where some of the people with the kind of largest egos, they're not all the time, but the largest egos actually move forward into consciousness much faster because they get, it's almost like they go, they quickly get to satisfy the ego. And then some part of them goes, uh, something's wrong here. Like this doesn't, this isn't satisfying me authentically. This isn't actually bringing me any type of joy in my life. And it's actually causing more suffering. And that causes people. I say that because I was kind of my world, right? Like it was just very mm-hmm. egotistical. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I got there and I'm like, well, hold on. This is the wrong path. I see through this. It's not working. These whole external motivations for me to go do these things, to get these things, to feel a certain way. None of this works. I just see right through there. And then it's like, that's what caused. And then I say it clearly now, but you know, that's been, you know, 25 years of work to be able to, uh, on yourself. And, and everyone kind of goes through those different experiences at different times, not everybody, but you know, people that, um, that do that. So again, you know, motivation, just all I want you to take action for this or exploration here is to really see what is, see what actions you're taking the means behind the actions, right? When I say be the means, right. Instead of the means to the end, watch what action you're taking and why you're taking it. And then just, just explore. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to go after it. Just watch it. And again, is it causing more stress, not challenges? (laughs) Is it causing more stress and are using it to a means to an end? If you're using it as a means to an end, that is a very telltale sign that you're listening to the ego or the self direct you because that's the only way the ego or the self can be sustained is keeping you in some means to an end and keeping you engaged in the past or the future and not in the present moment. Because the minute you're in the present moment, which is acceptance, acceptance is accepting the present moment remember. That's what that is. And when you accept, you get into joy, which is joy is that blissful state, which we all agree in that flow state, you are in the present moment. And then enthusiasm is that creation that comes from there that creates and sparks the action. All three of those modalities are keeping you in the present moment, not tied up into some future construct of what could be based on some future feeling. So Hallie, we talked about a lot here today, huh?
1: (laughs) Yes, we did. I'm still trying to digest
0: all of it yes well what <laughs> I was good yeah and this came from you know we love listeners um emailing in asking questions or responding to our email so we would love for you if you like this drop a comment we'd love to hear from you if you have questions about this what you know you do we I, I we answer every question that comes in about this so feel free to email us drop a comment uh like this podcast and also share this with somebody that you think could really this could resonate with and and the more you do that the more we can help kind of awaken other people and we'd really appreciate anything you can do to help share these episodes